Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Flashback. Yes, do a lot of talking about Flashback. (laughs) (laughs) But before we do, uh, we got some feedback from last week. Actually, before we get to any of that... We've got the biggest news of all. The biggest news of all is the 2016 Amigos listeners poll. It's up there. Right. Uh, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. Uh, I need all of our listeners to go to this SurveyMonkey link and vote for your top 10 games that we've covered so far this year on Amigos. Um, That way, Aaron and I will do a top 10, and then we'll have our readers' top 10 as well. Uh, we want to know what you think. Uh, it is all, It's I think it's 46 games total of the year that we've been on the air. Um, so make sure that you vote. 46? What 46. episode are we on? We're, this is 49. Yeah, but didn't we have episodes where like multiple pinball machine games? Well, yeah, and but then we, had... we also had episodes that were like interview with Paul Shaw oh, and yeah. stuff like that. You went through and added it all up, did you? Yeah. I do work for this show, Aaron. I don't just lay around. That's my job. No, I do a lot of laying around, too. No. Um, so, we also, uh, Dreamcatch has said the Brexit was an easier call. Do you know what the Brexit is? Mm-mm. The Brexit is the upcoming vote for the uh, for England to see if they want to leave. Oh, the, the United yes, Union. yes. In fact, I believe I saw an ad on a magazine front page i think it was a german magazine it was like a big british flag it was basically yeah. like please don't know right it's for the i misspoke it's for the uk to see if they want to leave europe and they're thinking that if the uk leaves europe then scotland's going to want to leave the uk and if scotland leaves the uk then where are we mm-hmm. well we're qualified to speak on this so i, I will say said. this we are not qualified to give anyone election advice <laughs> given our current situation that much said do what you you know listen to your heart that's all i can say uh uh you know honestly I'd, it's a tough decision right so good luck you know we'll love you either way that's true we will always love we've you. always got the amiga to bind us together that's true that's so cheesy isn't it love <laughs> will tear us apart beautiful again. you be don and i'll be tony orlando I wanted to be Tony Orlando. Well, I can't have two of us. Uh, Paul Kitching wrote in. Which one? <laughs> Paul and, Kitching um, 4. Yeah, this is Paul Kitching. I like Mr. Wrestling. This is the original Paul Kitching. Okay. And Paul Kitching, we'll call him, we don't want to call him Paul Kitching. Is this awesome one. background? No. Oh. This is uh, Paul Kitching who acquired a small amount of fame. For doing the video capture on the Bedrooms to Billions Amiga theme. Oh, okay. So, the guy that set up all the videos of the games playing. That was okay. Paul, that was Paul Kitchen. Okay. Um, 
and uh, he said, since there are two of us both credited on a different Amiga film, I put in my middle initial on the Bedrooms to Billions film to hopefully avoid confusion. So he didn't tell me what his middle initial was, but if you see Paul I'm going to guess X. Okay, Paul X Kitching, then you'll know that it's Bedrooms to Billions video capture Paul. I love not it. Amigos background um, Paul Kitching. We like you both. I yes. think we should change our tagline to Amigos. We bring Paul Kitchings together. Or Paul Kitch Amigos. Yeah, that works too. Dar wrote in. Who? Dar. Spell that. D-A-R. Dar. You remember Dar. I know, but that's just a small name. Dar. Well, I can't help that. Or if it's his real name. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm down with it. Yeah. It's, a, it's an unusual name. It, it's, it's, it's different. That's coming from the Devil Bunny. In True. boat. <laughs> in boat. Um, he said Brent was a great guest and hope oh. he's on again. Oh, geez, Dar. <laughs> Dar lost cool points right there. And Dreamcatcher says, wow, really packed show this week. It's all happening. Nice to put a face to the name Brent. Oh, geez. So lots of love for your brother. I noticed on the YouTube channel Brent was getting some dab and I was oh, baffling. Yeah. yeah, everybody loved him. Oh, my gosh. Trust me, you don't need him. Dreamcatcher also wrote in and he said, looking at you guys superimposed over the rendered backdrop. I had to fight the urge to put a helmet over your eyes and give you navigational instructions to guide you safely through the dungeon. It was all a bit surreal. And he says, it's a nightmare, K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E, TV show reference. Now, I know that you're Mr. British Television. What is nightmare? I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of British TV shows, but I don't get the reference. Mm. So what, I give up. What is it? I don't know. I was hoping you'd know. Dreamcatcher, we have no idea what you're talking about. Dreamcatcher is pretty wacky, and he's pretty clever. Dangerous That's true. combination. It's probably he's yeah. We're just not we're not on his level no, mm, in many ways. That's a fact. Um, and uh, we also want to give a shout out to Andreas M over at AmigaFuture.de. Mm. He actually posted over there links to all of our most recent videos. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he's we're going to talk us. about. He's helping us spread the word over there yeah. to Amiga Future. We've got more Amiga Future stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Thank in you. Fact, Thank let's you get right much. into it. Amiga Future. Yeah, we've got one that we've got a our sampler right here. The uh, This was sent to us. We had a quick look through. Was this uh, O'Brien's that sent this over? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, O'Brien's. Uh, we did read it. You can see it's in lovely full color here. I looked at it about. Oh, two weeks ago, and the yeah. boat had to flip through it here. What'd you think, boat? Well, there were some parts that I really liked a lot. Uh, I thought that the overall the presentation is second to none. It's full color. Yes. Uh, it's laid out well. You can read all the text. The the graphic artists that put it together know what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, it way. covers news. It covers games. It covers you took utilities it covers hardware it runs the gamut i mean how many pages is this it's uh many pages let's go with 50 50 pages so in 50 pages they pack in pretty much everything you need to know to keep updated on the amiga scene the bad part is and it's through no fault of their own but some of the reviewers i think either these reviews are being translated through some software or maybe English is not their first language, so they're not the the most flowing, easy to read reviews. But you know, this is what is this? This is from Finland, uh, or I'm not de sure. amigafuture.de. That's Germany. Okay. So these guys, you know, 
let me tell you about my German. It's terrible. Yeah. It's non-existent. That's, so, yeah. you know, I'm not going to complain too much about that, but it's, it's, it's nitpicking really. The, the magazine is great. If you're at all interested in Amiga and you like getting physical magazines to thumb through, you know, wherever you are in your house that you like to do that, then check out Amiga Future. It's highly recommended by uh, me. Yeah, both like said, I, I, I echo a lot of the sentiments. The, uh, the, English, the language thing, I mean, it's actually fine. It's not. I mean, it's not I, terrible at all. Like I said, not. I had to work hard to find something negative it's, to say. Yeah, it's not. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, you know what? I'll tell you. There's a couple that I really like. I'm such a, a, a schmuck, but it was neat to go through a magazine and see modern Amiga ads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> I so saw cool. Amiga stuff in here. I was just like, wow. This reminds me of going back and reading my old Amiga magazines when they were current, and it was so great. Uh, the articles. At least in the issue we looked at, where there were many, many different, you know, reviews of different. I mean, they ran the gamut, like Boat said, and uh, you know, I actually I enjoyed it even more than I thought I would. Frankly, mm -hmm. I read it. I pretty much read it cover to cover. Like I said it's been a few weeks ago, but I mean, I I, I learned some stuff I didn't know. Uh, they, they cover some of the stuff that we don't really cover that much. Yeah, like mods. Like yeah. there's a new mod coming out for the Dune game. Um, I mean, they, they go into some hardware. Like, a good example of the DF0 selector uh, thing. I was baffled as to why you would need that. And I read this. I'm like, well, that makes that's an awesome. That's, it was good. I was like, I can understand that. They C64 forever. Did a little thing on that, which we don't really go into C64 that much yet. But, uh, you know, it's good to know. One thing I was going to mention, and this ha this is a happy, you know, happy coincidence. But they did a uh, quick little review of X-Bench in here. Now, X-Bench, if you'll remember, gosh, how long has it been? It's been many early episodes. That was when I did a, a little mention of X-Bench. It's a little front end for the Amiga, the real Amiga for games. Uh, it gives you a basically a joystick-driven front end. It's really nice. And uh, they do a nice little write-up on it here. And I actually, I wrote the uh, author of this, uh, gosh, it's been probably four months ago. And I never heard from him, but I actually heard from him this week, uh, ironically enough. And he was—he thanked me for writing for me, told me my he my message got put in another folder or whatever. But real nice guy, I guess. Uh, um, he's still working on X Bench. Uh, it's a registration for X Bench. It's literally just sending whatever you can afford. It's worth a couple bucks. Uh, I recommend everybody try this out. Uh, it's a good little program. He's a nice guy. We'll put a link up. Uh, for his webpage. I found out about it in a forum, <laughs> ironically, but he's, he's got a webpage going for it now. So it's a good thing. If you're looking for a good front end for your for your, uh, for your your um, Amiga, uh, it's, it's a good choice. But overall, magazine, I give it a thumbs up. Uh, it's not, I don't know, what it, what's it cost to get this thing shipped into America? Do you know off the top of your head? Boy, I don't, I don't it was, know. What is it? I don't know. It, uh, it's probably like 20 bucks, something like that. I can't remember all the time yet, but I mean, you know, it's a good deal. If, you know, I'm seriously considering actually picking up a magazine just because I had so much fun looking through and seeing new stuff. Yeah, and it's it's nice to have physical paper to flip through. Yeah. You know, the way that you can browse through stuff and just kind of open it at random. And I mean, we, me and both, both usually will pick up the old Retro Gamer now and again, but the thing about Retro Gamer, it's really expensive in the States. I mean, it's really pricey. I mean, I don't know what we paid for. Oh, this one here was, this was... Uh, uh, $12.50, right? This one was like, it was after tax, it was like 14 bucks, something like that. You know the uh, the their pricey and and they are they don't cover just Amiga obviously they cover a lot of stuff and don't get me wrong it's a great magazine 
It's expensive. It was nice to see all the Amiga specific ads and the Amiga specific topics. So yeah. So overall, thumbs up and thanks again to O'Brien's for shipping us out the magazine. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we've got some side updates this week. Uh, of course, Dreamcatcher. He's been writing up a storm. She's a machine. I yeah. Uh, he, he. There's a great article about the uh, often launched, often canceled Leisure Suit Larry movie. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever play Leisure Suit Larry? Back oh in the day? yeah, I played it when I was way too young to play it. <laughs> um, there is uh, the review about the game called Pinky and how it's connected to a uh, British kind of uh, pop starlet. Um, and uh you know what do you know about the british school system very little to be honest with well you. i mean i because he, he he said he was talking about like junior school math problems so when you think junior school what do you think what do you think the age range is let's say eight to twelve you're pretty close. You're pretty close. So this is how this is what UK schools are called. Okay. All right. First of all, they've got infant school. Infant school. Okay. Yeah. Is that like nursery school? Well, it's four to seven. Wow. <laughs> so we always think about infants as being babies. Yeah, that's but, really yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, then there's junior school, which is seven to eleven. All right. And then they've got secondary school and they or grammar school, and that's eleven to sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then they have college from 16 to 18. So okay. college is, you know, and they call what we call college university. Mm-hmm. Now, I learned that from watching Young Ones. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Now, do you know about O-Levels? O-Levels? That was also in Young Ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have O-Levels anymore. That's, that's, that's old school. Oh, really? Yeah, now they have GCSEs. And you take those between 14 and 16. Okay. What's that stand for, Boat? Uh, General Certificate of Secondary oh, Education. Knew. Okay. I had it written down. Oh. Um, so, uh, anyway, now we know about the British education mm. system. Yeah. I had no idea, honestly. Yeah. I always thought, because everything that I know about the British educational system I learned from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. it turns out that it's not the best place to learn about the British educational system. What years do they concentrate on the magic? Well, that's they start when I think they're it's like 12 or 11 to 17. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a it's you could call it a grammar school of magic. Mm-hmm. I didn't could. like those movies. I'll be honest with you. You didn't? No. Nah. Did like you like the books? I never read those books. I'm oh. an adult. You see, I don't read that stuff. Right. You like grown up stuff. Yeah, like comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in pro wrestling. That's right. So um, is that a knockbook? No, I like pro wrestling too. <laughs> what are you thinking? Um. Actually, it's for idiots, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. No. Um, so, Amigos, we revisit some things. Now, this is a new series where we have Amigos Plays, which is where we play it the first time, but I didn't want to just say Amigos Plays again. I guess I could have. Amigos More Plays. Sometimes I think about things too much, but I always <laughs> want to compartmentalize everything. And so these are called Amigos Revisits. And uh, we did this with uh, when Brent and Aaron were here last week, and I've got almost all of them up. Uh, I've got Mortal Kombat 2 and Street Fighter 2. Uh, if you watch our original Let's Play videos of these games, you need to watch our Revisits videos because Brent and Aaron are much better at fighting games than Chad and I are. And they actually show that you can do a lot of cool stuff. Did you actually with... revisit Street Fighter? I don't remember seeing the first one. Well, Chad and I did it when oh. you weren't here. Oh, I see. And then remember we talked about I don't, it? I don't, know, I don't think I've seen that one. Have you put it up? Maybe. I think so. I don't... I don't... No, I put up a lot of stuff that... Um, 
that oh well i don't know he may not have put that one up yet so we may revisit it before we actually see it the first time <laughs> that may be true folks um and there's also Dreamcatcher just in the past two days has written like three more new articles so um go over there and check them out they're they're a good time um my wife's home hello, hello. so um it's time it's time to talk about flashback it's time to talk about flashback well let's talk about it what do you think well first a little bit of background oh you know we forgot to talk about something else hold what's that hold okay it's not time to talk about flashback guys forgot one more thing here and that is the new win uae that's just been released oh yeah i forgot about this this, this is, is huge this is a pretty big deal uh 3.3 final uh this is added a bunch of features i'm just going to mention a few i'm sure people that are into win uae probably already know about this but a few that if you're like me they got caught with your pants down um they've basically added some support for some uh new expansions uh the directory hard drives and, and have on the fly removal and insertion uh they've got uh clipboard sharing virtual mouse uh, driver magic mouse tablet mode uh, uh, aue net device stuff uh lots of updates game ports uh, panel update apparently uh, they now support Nero NRG CD image, which is great because mm-hmm. I had a bunch of those and I had to go and do a bunch of crap, go to work, pain in the butt. Um, <coughs> they did a bunch of fixes, a bunch of other stuff, but the long story short is it's supposed to be screaming uh, and, and improved in many ways. So uh, if you are one of the people that have to emulate the Amiga, time to update. You know, if you're like me and you're lazy... I never want to update, but this is this is the one you want to go on. Anytime they always have a final release, you want to go get it. And this is supposed to be real nice. Tons of bug fixes, too. Uh, some uh, real-time clock stuff, some mounting stuff that wasn't working right, fixed up. So, good time to go get it. You know what I always think about when I look at the side of your glasses? Uh, no. You know that part in the Wiz where they go to the Emerald City? And, like, the colors change when Richard Pryor tells them to. Yes. Well, the part where they're gold, and then it's, like, gold, and they go, solid gold. And there's a guy that's wearing glasses that, not the front part of your glasses, but the side of your glasses looks like that guy. Oh, yeah? So every time I look over at you, all I can think about is Quincy Jones playing the piano in that part. That's not bad. These glasses are very polarizing. There's a camp of people that love the glasses. I get compliments. Those are some awesome glasses. Then there's some jive turkeys over here that don't, don't aren't down with the way that I mm, work it. Mm. Well, there you go. So yeah, we leave those folks. Yeah, yeah. And the whiz, not bad. Not bad. Not you know, bad. Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, so I'm playing trombone in the whiz. Did really? I tell you that we're doing it in the Light Opera Guild. Oh yeah? oh yeah, yeah. I think you put last two weeks of this month. You're multi-talented, multifaceted. Are you providing the special effects of lighting? Oh, I wish I was. Unfortunately, no, they don't know about trombone. your hidden talents, no, do they? No, uh, I wish I could play trombone and do the lighting. You at know, the same I should time. get my baritone down here. That's true. You can get your trombone, and I could stink up the joint while you humiliate me. <laughs> we could play some popular Amiga hits. Oh, <laughs> the baritone and trombone. Oh boy! <laughs> Watch out, Alistair Brimble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're coming for you. We'll redo the Turk and Two soundtrack. And brass. Watch out brass. for that Kickstarter. All we need to get Hoser here with the tuba. Just complete the ensemble. We're oh. off the rails here, Boat. Big All time. right. We're getting back on. Flashback. 
Um, so this has a uh, a subtitle. Did you know that? Um, I do know it, but I don't remember what the subtitle is. The Quest for Identity. Yes, yes. So this is a uh, this was released in 1992, and it was developed by Delphine Software of France. What do you think about Delphine? They've got an interesting back catalog. What else have they done? Well, uh, on the Amiga, they did a game called Cruise for a Corpse. That game keeps coming up. We should, we should put that, that on the list, too, because, yeah. I mean, that's the tenth time. <laughs> they did a game I totally forgot existed called Future Wars. You ever, you ever seen this? Boy, that sounds, isn't that that Shatner TV show? No. Oh. That's Tech War. Okay. No, Future Wars was a uh, uh, like a point-and-click adventure type game. Mm. All right? and, uh, uh, the graphics in it are similar to Flashback in some ways. I mean, it's kind of... it's a. I thought it was a neat game back when, in the day. I don't know how popular it was. Uh, they did another game called The Stealth Affair, which I believe in America, they actually turned into a Bond game. Okay. I think it was like Operation Stealth Affair or something like that. I didn't play the American version. I played the uh, the PAL version. It was a good game. You know, I thought it was kind of neat. So, I mean, they, they have a decent... Oh, of course, that I mentioned it in Out of This World. Yeah, which <laughs> oh, is probably... Oh, by the way! Yeah. Uh, boy, that's a good game. Yeah. Uh, similar to this. So, this is, it's kind of the sister game. Well, too. some and much like a lot of people, which I also thought this for the longest time, I thought this was the sequel to that. Well, it's they have not, no connection. Yeah. It's, but, they're both rotoscope platformers. Apparently, young Aaron didn't pay attention to these things. I'm like, well, it looks the same. Screw it. How's Prince of Persia fit into this trilogy? Right. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, it was published by U.S. Gold in the United States and Europe, and that is that is um, not the way you want to go most of the time. Well, the U.S. Gold hooked onto a winner, though. Right. Yeah. So, you know, every, what is it, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while? Mm. Well, I mean, U.S. Gold, they published, they had some good stuff, too. They were a mixed bag. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, and, uh, so, what about the, uh, was this ported to anything else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, you know, it's funny, I've played several, in fact, this week even, I've played some of these ports. Um, the Usual Suspects, and then a couple extras, the Archimedes, our old buddy. Yes. Uh, the Mac, uh, the Jag. Oh! Sorry, Jaguar. Man, we need to check that out. Yeah, um... The FM Towns Marty. I was looking to get one of these. I've got to try one of these FM Towns Marty. Another thing that keeps popping up. Mm -hmm. It's like the cruise for a corpse of console. <laughs> um, the NEC PC-98. Okay, that's the obscure Japanese yeah, PC. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, PC, of course. The CDI. Probably one of the better games than the CDI. Mm -hmm. We'll get a slim competition. Uh, the Genesis, which I played this week. The uh, Sega CD. I wonder what the difference are on those. I wonder, I, probably I, not much. They probably just, maybe had uh, uh, might have had a CD soundtrack. Yeah, Red Book Audio. Um, the one that I thought was interesting, I, I'd like to see this on there, would be the 3DO. Now, I've got um, Out of This World slash whatever, the the uh, the other one, and, and on the 3DO, and I think it's the best version. I mean, mm -hmm. it is stunning looking how good it is in the 3DO. And the 3DO, again, much like the Jag, it's... There's not a ton of great games on there, so I might have to pick this up for the 3DS. But I'll tell you something: all the ports. I looked at a bunch of reports for the show, and they all look pretty similar. The cinematics look pretty similar. Uh, it looks like it was a pretty pretty easy port across the board in terms of. I mean, they kept the, pretty much the same game right down the line. So, uh, the guy that did this game did a little reading on this fella. 
uh, Frenchman, of course, uh, newsflash, like that boat mentioned, Delphi was a French software company. And the guy that was behind this particular game was a guy, a guy named Paul Cousset. Cousset. Can you, can you want to try it? Paul Cousset? Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's him. Um, this was his baby, you know. Uh, his partner did uh, 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 Out of This World or Another World. And then and then th and he did this one. Uh, this game was well received, obviously. It got so many ports; it's ridiculous. Uh, it's one of its taglines, and I remember seeing this in ads. Was uh, CD-ROM game on a cartridge? Hmm. That's what. That's how they built it. Mm -hmm. And you could buy it. I mean, you know, this just seems like, and I didn't, I didn't look at that. This just seems like this was a game that was built for the 32x. Maybe it came along a little bit too early for it. But this just seemed like the kind of game where you know, that, that's the whole point of the 32X, which is like we're giving you these bigger, better games on this cartridge format. And, you know, the funny thing is, though, as far as I could tell, as we mentioned, it, it got all these ports. And I didn't read anywhere where the game changed much at all. I know that the Super Nintendo version was censored in a couple places. But otherwise, uh, it looks like it was... I mean, I don't think they took advantage of, say... The extra abilities of the Jaguar, for example, mm -hmm. to enhance the game. I don't know, but I mean, I everything. I looked at, at stills and mo and and uh, video. Of all my, a lot of these ports, they looked pretty much. Maybe the resolution is a little bit up and down. Pretty much exactly the same. Um, this thing shipped on uh, four discs. It ran on the plain Jane Amiga. Uh, it didn't really need special uh, equipment. The funny thing is, my version. Won't run on the twelve hundred. <laughs> really? On the WHD. I don't know why. <laughs> so I had to go and get discs and and run it that way. Um, there are seven levels in the game. Uh, the game sort of starts out. The premise of the game is uh, you're basically being chased at the very beginning of. There's a cinematic. Uh, your guy gets on like this, uh, almost like a light, like a uh, bike from Jedi. Right. It's a right? cool looking bike. Yeah. And he's being chased by this massive ship that shoots him down over this jungle. And you start out in a jungle, and you basically don't know what the hell is going on. Which is sort of like you in real life. Right. Now, I would like to tell you about the many awesome things that happen after this. <laughs> but if you watch our streaming video of us playing it, we all stunk. I mean, big time. I've never been good at this game. And herein lies the problem with this game for me. I can't control this thing to save my life. Mm -hmm. I can't make jumps. I can't make precision turns. I can't do jack squat. And a lot of the problems, I think, come from the the smallness of... The largeness of the environment. No, I'm not saying that correctly. There's, there's not enough environment on the screen. So, like, there's one jump in particular where you have to go to the screen. Because this is not a scrolling platformer. Um, you have separate screens, just like Pitfall, you know. And so uh, there's one where you have to get a running start on the screen before. And then as soon as the scene switches, you have to jump. And it's very, very awkward and difficult to do. It is. As we proved by failing time yeah. after time. Yeah. The controls on this, the Amiga, of course, you've got your one button. And you've got a space bar to uh, access your inventory. Uh, your guy can't run with his gun out. Uh, you have to put that up. So you've got to toggle back and forth between the joystick and the keyboard. 
pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, the uh, I watched a, a, a long play of this game, and someone's a better player than I'll ever be. I honestly have never been able to control this game. I was a good. I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm a pretty decent hand at, at Prince of Persia. I'm a decent hand out of this world, but this game I cannot control it at all. I just and the, I, the thing is, what really frustrates me about it is it looks great. I love everything about it, uh, and I've tried it on different on different uh, consoles. You know, I've played it on the PC. I never have been under control. I mean, the controls are pretty much standard across the board, except on the Genesis, you'll get more buttons. You know, for the obvious reasons. But I mean, I. I sucked at all of them. The timing, I don't get. I just don't get it. And so, that's going to feed into my overall review of this game because I, as much as I want to play it, I just can't control it. And I noticed you had a similar trouble. Yeah, it was very difficult to control. Um, the When you're firing your gun, like these are the things that look cool. When you draw your gun, it looks cool. Oh, yeah. When you crouch down and you're firing the gun and you have the recoil, it looks cool. Um, when you roll, when you roll, when you walk like James Bond. Right, cool. all of these things that are a direct result of the rotoscoped animation are cool. Yes, um, but the you know, and I don't know, I we we haven't done Prince of Persia yet. It's on the list. It's got to control better than this game. Have you ever played Prince of Persia? I've never played it. Wow, <laughs> Prince of Persia is a good game. Uh, Jordan Mechner. Uh, he, which actually, he's the guy that came up with the whole rotoscoping gimmick on the uh, on the computer game. To be, to, if you don't know what rotoscoping is, and I wasn't one hundred percent sure until I looked it up, it's where someone traces individual frames of shot footage. A uh, good example of it would be the old Max Fletcher, that Fletchner Superman cartoons. The uh, if you saw the animated Lord of the Rings, they used that technique in there. Uh, it's the heavy metal. Heavy movie. metal, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, so it's a neat technique. It works great, and that's something else. Flashback. The guy moves awesomely. He looks great. He jumps. He runs. He dives. He does everything that looks cool, just like Prince of Persia. The difference between this and Prince of Persia, the similarities are there more than the differences. You, Prince of Persia controls kind of awkwardly at first until you get used to it, uh, but. I got used to it, and it worked. There's less to worry about in Prince of Persia. Yes, you have a sword you can draw. Yes, you can't run with your sword out. Uh, But it just wasn't as big a hassle uh, to me as getting around in this game. Prince of Persia, to a certain degree, requires uh, some precise jumping. But I don't know. I could do it there. I can't do it here. I don't know what the difference is. Honestly, I don't, the and, and uh, another world, the same thing. I could get around pretty well. Uh, this one, I just could. I I couldn't do it. I I mean, that's. I know it's. I feel like a broken record. I can't make it work right. Mm-hmm. And I've tried it. I thought, well, maybe my Amiga stick can't do the job. So I ended up. You know, I said I tried it on uh, Genesis. We tried it here with your Xbox stick, and every one of them, it was exactly the same. I would run. I wouldn't jump. I'd hit a wall. It. I, this game is very frustrating to me. It was. It was so hard to get around, and I was so bad at it that just I wanted to kick the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I will say the uh, the watching a guy play it. Uh, there are there are, there are seven levels, and really one of the levels is basically a, a one level where you should sort of run these missions out of it. Uh, the uh, it's got a neat plot, you know, uh, 
the the bad guys in it are neat. It's not like tons and tons of them, but the, they're interesting and they're also well rotoscoped. There's a one bit where you go in the uh, I think it's called the uh, Death Tower game show where you're basically sort of like a running man. This game takes a lot of uh, pays a lot of tributes to a lot of movies like uh, Running Man, uh, Blade Runner, uh, Back to the Future. A lot of uh, uh, sci-fi troops. Right, right, say. right. Um, what's the uh, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he goes to Mars? Uh, um, Total Recall. Total Recall. So there's there's some of that thrown in there. Even the fellas that made it mentioned that those movies they used as inspiration for it. All good. Uh, the cinematics in between scenes are outstanding. They're very uh, well done. They look they look cool. They, they use the in-game engine, sort of. I mean, it's a they look sort of like what you know what would be happening. Mm-hmm. It all flows with the game. It's not that you're not suddenly jarred out of the reality right. of the game. If they could have made this where the environment scrolled seamlessly um, and maybe just kept you in the middle of the screen or something like that, I, that would have helped a lot. And I don't know, because I don't know anything about how game development works. I don't know how you tighten up controls. Um, you know, maybe it's just a factor of rotoscoping, but you say that in Prince of Persia, you have an easier time controlling it. Yeah, so. it is. And, I mean, you're right. Having to have that screen switch real quick is a is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, You have to be very quick. Mm-hmm. And you know that what really irritates me with this game, okay, well, I, we know I stink at it. Everyone else apparently is great at it because I look at these reviews and it, this thing scored the best reviews of any game we've we've looked at, almost all in the '90s. Well beloved, ported to everything. People, a long-awaited sequel that came out for it, which was in 3D. I believe it came out on the PlayStation. It was called like it was called Hard the Alien. It was it was uh, not well received. It was okay, mediocre. But I mean, it was popular to that point. It got remade in 2013. Uh, they did a uh, uh, a PC. And some consoles got a remake of it. I guess it was like, a, 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 I guess they'd increase the graphic abilities and up the resolution. And yeah. Maybe that one will play You know, well. a modern game that is like this game is called, I should not have began that sentence because I can't remember what it's called. It's got Ninja in the title. Ninja Gaiden? No. Uh, it's a modern stealth action game that has a ninja. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's on Steam. No, I got nothing for you. Mark of the Ninja. Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. Never heard um, of it. Anyway, it's not rotoscoped, but animation in games now is so good that you know it's indistinguishable. Yeah. But that's what was that's what this game reminded me of. Except this game doesn't control as well as that game. Yeah, and you're right. Now the screen flipping though, common common oh, yeah. back in the day. Absolutely. You know, and it worked okay in some other stuff. But yeah, smooth screen. It makes me wonder why you, again, I, other people got it to work. Uh, it makes me wonder why you would do it that way, though, if, mm-hmm. you, if it was such a hassle. Yeah. You know, and I think that if the controls for this game could be tweaked, if I could just hit a button and my guy would jump, and if I hit tap forward twice to make him run fast, and I could control him, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I would love to be able to do it, but it all comes out of control for me, and I can't recommend this unless you're a better hand than me, and maybe one of the listeners are. Surely one of y'all are better than I am, I'm sure. If someone out there is beat it or whatever, maybe get, fill me in, because, man, I, 
you know, like I said, I, I owned this game, by the way. I, I mean, I literally, I sold it uh, last year for to raise some Christmas money. Uh, but And I sold Speedball, too, at the same time. I got a good price for it, uh, better than what it looks for now. Uh, but uh, uh, part of the reason I didn't mind parting with it is because I just, it pissed me off. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful box, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. yeah, not my bag. Uh, what is it going for on eBay these days? Um, it's actually not that bad. Um, let me dig through my notes here. Um, there are no there are no boxed copies currently anywhere, which that surprised me. Um, the discs you can get around thirteen bucks ship U.S. dollars. Um, in the past, the boxed versions have went for between twenty five and fifty bucks. I think I got up near fifty for mine, so I. I think I sold it for about as much as I paid for it back in the day. Uh, but uh, um, your mileage may vary. Again, I think some of this stuff is just becoming rare. Yeah. Because people are hold, people have learned the lesson that I should have learned before I sold my stuff to make Christmas money. And that is... Hold on to it. Hold on to it because it ain't coming back. That's mm -hmm. for sure. You know, there's a lot of stuff that... Every time I check for prices, I'm just looking through what's available. And it's... You know, and those discs are getting old. You know, so people are taking these things and putting them up, presumably. But uh, yeah, this this was a this was a uh, you know a, a good game. I wish could, I wish you could uh, you know have a little more action on it. The funny thing is, now here's a little tidbit I wanted to throw in before we finished up. And I was reading about this and it really blew me away. Uh, when when Delphine was approached by U.S. Gold to do the game, they were going to do it on the they wanted a game based on the Godfather. The movie, The Godfather. Uh, they had the license for it, and they wanted them to make a game. And uh, Cassette basically said, "Hey, this would be a good idea. Let's do a futuristic Godfather game." And so that was what they started doing to uh, come up with this game. So U.S. Gold looked at this thing, and they're like, uh, "The hell is this?" They're like, "It's a Godfather game." They're like, "This is no good. Futuristic Godfather." No one's going to know what the hell this is. And then U.S. Gold played it, and they said, listen, this is a good game, but this is not for The Godfather. You know, we'll do something else with it. So they ended up changing some stuff and came and came up with the whole story, fleshed it out. That's where this game came from. So this was supposed to be a Godfather-licensed game, <laughs> which is odd. Now, a Godfather game from U.S. Gold sounds like a bad idea to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about they do not have a good track record with licensed properties. Yeah, no kidding. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it could have been a lot worse, right? <laughs> they, could have, they could have came up with that. So, I don't know. I wonder if U.S. Gold ever released that Godfather game. It's something to look into. I don't into. know. I'll look that up for next week's show. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, Delphine made the right choice by... And hey, if they'd kept the license, that might have been that would have been innovative, if, if anything. So. Yeah, uh, we do have a, a late breaking announcement. Uh, we do because I forgot to make it earlier in the show. Oh boy, uh, there is a uh, Amiga meetup, the first annual Amiga uh, meetup in Ireland, Amiga Ireland. Uh, this the is, first, huh? Yeah, it's the first one ever. Hmm. It's July 9th, and it's in the Prince of Wales Hotel in Athlone. You ever been there? Never been to Ireland. Hmm. One of the great regrets of going to school in England is that I didn't make the short trip over. That is unfortunate, isn't it? Um, the cost is 10, 10 euros per person. 
Uh, and uh, this, this is some of the stuff that you can do there. There's going to be some demo music playing and uh, some chill on the hotel projector. Awesome. Uh, and uh, there's going to be speakers on lots of different topics. Um, there's going to be speed run competitions. There's going to be new Amiga hardware there being demoed and new applications. Oh, lucky day. Yeah. Man. There's a Sensible World of Soccer or Kickoff competition. Whoa. So there's really? lots of stuff. Both? Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. Now, hopefully the Sensible World of Soccer fans and the Kickoff fans will be able to keep, you know, keep from attacking each other. Um, and there's going to be, uh, you know, door prizes. Uh, there's a lunch available. I love this. Carvery Lunch. Carvery. What does that mean to you? Um, cold cuts? Maybe that's what that means. That seems like a nice way of saying cold cuts. They do everything nicer. They look at the yeah. hotel name. Oh, yeah. It's and like they, I go to the Days Inn. They're yeah. going to the Royal that's know, such right. and such. Carvery Lunch and Tea is only 12 euros. So, um, is that a good deal? Yeah. About like 20 bucks, I'm like, yeah. No, 12 euro in the dollar is pretty much equal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, and so, uh, but they also have other venues beside the hotel if you want to go and just, you know, wander around and eat where you want. Uh, and there's train and bus stops close by. So I want to uh, thank Jarleth for sending me that message on Twitter. You should absolutely go to this if you're anywhere near. Where, what's the city again? Uh, this is Athlone. What now? Athlone. Yeah, that's us. Boy, aren't. I, I envy you people because it, we would love to have something like this happen anywhere near us. I mean, anywhere. Yeah. They, uh, you know, take advantage of this so there can be a second. Absolutely. <laughs> Amiga Ireland. And hopefully the Amigos can make a trip across the pond. Oh, and, that'd uh, be great. Are you yeah, me? And, uh, Support all these little conventions. All of them. Go to every one you can. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, they will be gone. Right. And as people who know what that's like... <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to thank our show sponsors. We've got Tom Treff, Jonas Rulo. Oh, maybe I should sing them again. I don't think you should. Don't Tom Treff, Jonas Rulo, Colbjarn Barben, Mark McDonald, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, Zach Zimmerman, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy. Did you like that? I put You're a little a Williams teacher, favorite right? in there. What are we going to play next week, Aaron? What are we going to play? Well, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> the fans uh, have spoken. Yeah. If you'd like to select which game we play next week, uh, go on over to patreon.com slash amigos podcast. And find out how you can be a member of the Amigos Game Selection Committee. Uh, we've got some nominations up. Every week we nominate four games. And you, the Amigos Game Selection Committee, gets a vote on it. And we do whatever you say. So, uh, we'll find out next week. Did you pick to tell them what we're going to do this coming week? Oh, yeah. This well, wait, that week. one's already been picked. Yeah. Never mind. Next week we know what we're going to play. We're going to play Gianna Sisters. So. We have to get your brain medicine, Boat. I've been doing this all day. Oh, I know. Rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Amigos. We'll see you next week. Until then. Adios. adios.